Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I am your host. Tonight is March 11th, 2014. This phone gets so quiet when I do the show, it almost throws me that, am I really on the air? But I know I am, so here we go. All right, we have an interesting show today. I have no guests. Last week I forgot to put in the chat room and so I'm going to do everything right now. I've been really, really busy working on the film. But I am just uh, really perturbed about the stuff that I'm finding out about pilots, about doctors and nurses and probably anybody with a license that could be a CPA or anybody who needs a license. I'm going to take calls today. It's 818-475-9211, 818-475-9211. So we will be taking some calls if anybody wants to call in. Today is more of a support and informational show where I want to talk about the coercing and the court ordering of pilots and police officers and Uh, medical doctors that I have been hearing about. This is something new to me. And it's really, I I mean, I was really shocked. I was first shocked about a month ago that uh, on the whitehouse.gov website we had something uh, uh, promoting Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, That link you can find on my Leaving AA page. Hi, Powerful. Nice to see you. We have somebody in the chat room. A few little mouse. A few of us are here. Uh, We've got a few crickets in here. That's okay. People listen later. Uh, all right, I have a few things I'm really excited about. Next, next, not next week. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to have psychiatrist Lance Doty's uh, MD on talking about his new book called The Sober Truth: Debunking the Bad Science Behind 12-Step Programs in the Rehab Industry. I would say, run out, go out, order this on online. It's on Amazon and it is on Beacon Press. I don't know what it is because they sent me a copy. It's awesome. It's about 160 pages. It is a really, really good book debunking, like just like it says, the uh, bad science behind 12-step programs in the rehab industry. So we're going to have him on 
in two weeks. Put that on your calendar. I hope you listen live and share it everywhere. There's another book that I have. It's by Donna Cornett, and she's also one of my favorites. She writes really nice, thin books about moderation. And um, she told me that 20 years ago they laughed at her in the courthouse, and now they want to talk to her, and they want her books because they know that AA is not working and actually creates problems, recidivism, creates binge drinking, all the things that we know. And she recently has this book called Moderate Drinking Naturally, Herbs and Vitamins to Control Your Drinking. Uh, I would go online. She has a website called Drink Link Moderation. She has written also Seven Weeks to Safe Social Drinking, How to Effectively Moderate Your Alcohol Intake, and Moderate Drinking Made Easy Workbook. And she also has um, about binge drinking for young people. She also is very reasonable as far as if you want a one-on-one person. She has, a, I think, a, a 10-week program or I forget how many weeks, but she's very affordable. Uh, the other book that I want to just do a little promoting is Stanton Peel and Ilsa Thompson's new book called Recover, Stop Thinking Like an Addict and Reclaim Your Life with the Perfect Program. And we've had him on, but we are going to have him on again soon to talk about the new book. The new book, I think, could really easily replace the big book. It is uh, just really cutting edge. It has a program in it. That's what the perfect program is. And I encourage everybody to get out there and uh, buy it or go to the library if you can't afford to buy it, go get the library and get it and uh, share that everywhere. Now, the last thing before I get into this, and this is really a part of my passion, because we're going to be eventually down at the courthouses in Los Angeles supporting people who have been forced to attend a religious program. And I, and I did an episode last week about how religious it is. I'm going to do another one. And I might, I might actually throw in, if nobody calls in, I might throw in another chapter here to just really, you know, hammer home how religious, I don't care what you want to call it. It's like, oh, is it white or is it snowflake, okay? Is it a shoe or is it a boot? Well, it's still covering my foot, okay, guys? So, you know, we can call it what it is. Is it a tea bag or is it a cup of tea? You know, uh, it is what it is. And I'm going to post, I still have not posted, I have these brochures that I made. They're pamphlets, they're, they're trifold. And I'm almost done making another one that's going to be so that you can give it out to professionals. Uh, what did Powerful say? She's in the chat room. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Powerful. And then we have an anonymous person in the chat room. Moderation makes more sense, Powerful says, than stopping cold turkey. Think about it. It is all or nothing thinking that 12-step uses, and we see how poorly that works. Uh, you know, it's so true. I think first-time people, first-time offenders, first-time anybody – uh, they should be given harm reduction, moderation tools, and we would see people really getting empowered and really changing. And the idea that our whole culture, abstinence is just so, it's so prohibitionistic. You know, it's like, wasn't that in 1933? Uh, on a side note, I'd like anybody and everybody go to the website, the 13 Step to Film. If you want to donate, uh, we're still filming. We have another two months of filming. We still could use any kind of fundraising, any kind of uh, donation you want to make it through the IDA, go ahead and do that uh, through PayPal or send a check through them. If you don't care about making it uh, tax deductible, you can send it directly to Inwood Girl Productions. There's an address on the website, the 13 Step to Film, where we have lots of goodies. In fact, let's go there together because I'll tell you what, I love, 
we might be upgrading the site, but I do like this about it. So we have the new poster. You have the trailer there. People can talk about it, and they either criticize me or they like me. We have the news, uh, what's going on. I could add stuff to there. The support button, if you click on that, it shows you really easily. You click on the link. You can go to the uh, documentary.org sponsorship and, uh, sponsorship and donate because they, they, they are my fiscal sponsor. Or you can mail a check to Inward Girl Productions, 9854 National Boulevard, Suite 311, L.A., California, 90034. You can find that right online. Inward Girl Productions, 9854 National Boulevard, Suite 311, Los Angeles, California. And make sure to write 13 Step in the memo. Okay, and that's if you don't want to ta- if you don't care about a tax donation. If you do, then it's got to go get sent to the IDA, and that's the International Documentary Association here in Los Angeles, and they have endorsed the film, The 13 Step. Woohoo! Now, on that same page, you have warnings on AA. I encourage you to just take it, and you can cut and paste it and put it anywhere you want or just add a link to the site if you'd like to do that. Uh, Okay, so there you have that. Now I want to talk about the pamphlets. So the DUI pamphlet, we are going to go downtown to wherever drug court is. where I'm going to sit in and listen to these guys uh, get court ordered to AA, even though it's against our First Amendment. So I have a pamphlet that says, do you have a DUI? Do you know you cannot be forced to attend AA meetings? It is against your First Amendment rights. If you are anywhere in the world and you want pamphlets, I will send them to you for free. You can contact me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. That's makeaasafer at gmail.com. And I will mail you whatever, how many you want. I'll mail you 10, 20. To start out, you could pass them out to people. And it says, First Amendment rights, separation of church and state. Why AA is a violation of your First Amendment rights. There are other options available. And then inside, it says, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous is not always safe for women, men, teens, and children. AA is not a government agency. AA and NA are self-support groups run by ordinary citizens. These members are not trained professionals who know how to handle recovery. There are no security rules and regulations in place to keep AA members safe. Today, the courts are sending sex offenders and violent criminals to AA meetings as part of their plea bargains. Women are getting raped and murdered by these men. There are children who are abused by these AA members who are convicted criminals. LGBT members are also being targeted. Senior citizens in AA have been victims of financial scams and robbery. Financial fraud connected by AA is rampant in all communities, rich and poor. So then in the middle, it gives us a solution. Free alternatives to AA meetings that are non-12-step help. They are Smart Recovery, SOS, which is Secular Organizations for Sobriety, Moderation.org, and Women for Sobriety. And I want to say all of these four options are already approved by the courts in Los Angeles and San Diego. Already. Moderation has been approved for over 10 years Small recovery has been approved through the drug courts for the entire country, for the entire country. And SOS has been approved for, I think, a couple of decades. Uh, Women for Sobriety just got approved um, San Diego. There's HAMS Harm Reduction, uh, which is Ken Anderson's uh, program, and the Sinclair Method, which is the use of naltrexone. And I'd like to try to support a Claudia Christian's film, the C1 Foundation that she has, and her movie that's going to be coming out shortly is called One Little Pill. I wanted a little plug there for Claudia Christian. On the back of this pamphlet, it says justice, empowerment, not powerless. You choose. 
For more information, please contact us. Now, you can, you can contact us at a, uh, a safe, anonymous, you want to give an, you know, an anonymous tip or a story, 323-413-7233. 323-413-7233. That's where you can call into uh, the Google Voice where we handle being an advocate for anybody who has been coerced and forced to attend Alcoholics Anonymous and are told that um, if they don't do this, that they're going to lose their job, that they're going to lose their right to be a pilot, that um, that they are going to lose their uh, right to be a nurse. It's pretty bad. So, you know, I kind of have been – this is sort of a new window that I've opened and it's been open because I have been contacted by a pilot and a doctor. I had a doctor on a few weeks ago, Michael Langan, who is uh, suing and fighting back. Uh, but he told me that there are doctors that are in jail. And um, you know, so this is what I have. This is what I think because I was around AA in 1975, and I knew the. I, I believe he was one of the first men to start an EA program, EAP program with Pan American Airlines. And his name was Harry Lake, and he was a Hawaiian baggage claim guy. And I remember them talking about how they were developing this great program where either you say to them, oh, um, you either stop drinking or go to AA. And I said, well, you can't do that because you're breaking the traditions. And then he tried to explain to me, as much as I loved and adored Harry and respected him, he answered me with some bullshit how... Well, this was really the better thing, you know. We were going to lower their bottom. We were going to raise the bottom up to them, and we're going to force them into AA. That's how it began. <sighs> I don't know if he was the beginning, and then from that it, it spurred off. I, I know he was, and that was in 1976 or 77. Uh, the Birds of a Feather International. Gee, guess what that is, guys? Well, I was sitting, going to Chicago a couple weeks ago, and... Uh, I sat next to a pilot, and so we started talking, and I told him, I gave him my little card showing about the 13 step to film what's it about, and then about this DUI coercion. And he said to me, well, you know, when I was getting my training uh, as a pilot, I, there were these guys who came in called Birds of a Feather who were started talking. He goes, yeah, you know, it's like 12 step. That's part of their training? That's part of their training? As a pilot, to be told they might become powerless one day, over uh, that, that, that AA is so infested that it's part of their training. Oh my God, that got me really, really like I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then soon after that, I had a pilot contact me, and we had a long conversation, and uh, which I won't go into here. And hopefully, maybe we can have him on the show. I don't know. I've also heard that a pilot recently, um, that there was an accident with a plane, but they think that it might have been suicide. I know that there was a police officer in San Diego who got a DUI, and when he was court-ordered to AA, he, could, he did commit suicide. And that was, that was over two years ago now. Uh, you know, I, I think that it, this is such a big topic. I, I can't take it on completely in my film, but I am going to touch on it. Because I do think that if we see how this institution is so embedded, you know, if I had like a pie chart here, if I had like one of those big spreads like they have like on Criminal Minds or, you know, and they have those big boards, I feel like I need, you know, a couple of big boards to put this. But if we have our criminal justice system, our ju judicial system, you have our medicine and you have scientific research and you have uh, 
pilots and professionals, teachers, nurses, uh, therapists, psychiatrists, that they have invested at all. What, I mean, what's left? I don't know what's left. But psychiatrists were made fun of. Like when I first got sober, which I don't call myself any of those words anymore. I don't like to use them. They've hijacked the word sober. Sober just means that you're not drunk and you don't get drunk. So, but anyway, you know, back in those days, uh, what was happening then was people made fun of people who got therapy. It was so like, you know, people would come into AA actually back in the 70s and say things like, oh, yeah, you know, I had lots of therapy, but I never stopped drinking because of that. And they made fun of these people who spent their lives, you know, trying to figure out how to help people. And the arrogance that I, you know, have seen uh, recently, you know, displayed by people with time who think that they're better than other people because they have time is really, if they could really see how they act, I mean, I guess within Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, you would think that it's, it's, it's not frowned upon, but having not, being not a part of it anymore and, and having stepped back, it, it, it all looks ridiculous. It's like, you know, well, I have 20 years, and so I know, and, you know, I've been here. It's like, who cares? Who fucking cares? I don't care. And most people don't care. And uh, I'm really disturbed. So I want to say if you're listening and you have been harmed in any way and you need an advocate to go with you uh, anywhere, I will go with you. And uh, especially, you know, if it's here in Los Angeles. But if you need to contact me, you can do it through the radio show. But the best way is always through makeaasafer at gmail.com. I'm sorry that the sound of that email now sounds so crazy sometimes to me. I'm like, I have to change it. But I don't want to change it yet. It's just maybe it'll be the 13th step, the film, uh, at gmail.com. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what? Maybe I, I don't know, is that possible you can have, I can have more than one Gmail, right? <laughs> I'm sure I can, but um, it's really important that people know, uh, you know, what what their rights are. And um, the other thing that I've made is a a postcard. And I made a postcard that says, our 12-step program is not working for you. Did you know other options are out there? And on the back, we put, uh, you know, all of the free options and then the paid alternatives that I like. I put them up there. Alternatives in Los Angeles, Practical Recovery in San Diego, Amy Lee Coy's Beyond Rehab, Donna Cornette, she has Moderation Drinking, St. Jude's Retreat, and Rational Recovery. Educate yourself with sites like Recovering from Recovery, um, the 13-step, Stop 13-step in AA, leaving AA, which we also have a Facebook page. I'd love for you to go and get over there and join us and comment and like and do whatever you can and be say uh, I think it's important for it to join or like, right? And then um so it's leaving AA and I also have the 13 step the film Facebook page. There's a bunch of Facebook pages that are coming up that are all ex-steppers and people that are upset and anti-steppers is a little a little crew growing over there on Facebook. I encourage you that if you have any kind of book that is um, educational that's not AA, please get on Twitter and Facebook so that when we all can communicate, we can find each other. And uh, that's how I found Lance Dodies, who's going to be on in a couple of weeks. As uh, Stanton Peel introduced me, and knew that I would be really, really happy to uh, have him on my show. Um, on the back of this little postcard that I have, and I'm going to I'm going to pop them up there after the show is over. Uh, literature. 
Seven Ways to Safe Social Drinking. I said that already. Addiction Proof Your Child by Stanton Peel. Highly recommended if your child is, uh, you know, in that preteen age. Babylon Confidential by Claudia Christian. Beat Binge Drinking by Donna Cornett. From Death Do I Part by Amy Lee Coy. Her Best Kept Secret by Gabrielle Glaser. On Track and Beyond by Hank Hayes. Uh, Responsible Drinking by Rodgers Kern and Hotzel. The Cure for Alcoholism by Raya Scapa. The Freedom to Recover by Rolf Ankerman. And Recover, Stop Thinking Like an Addict by Stanton Peel and Elsa Thompson, which I already mentioned. And remember, go to the 13steptofilm.com or put it into Google and watch it on YouTube and tell me what you think and tell me if you need any kind of support. We would just love, love, love to support you and help in that way. Um, you know, uh, this book that we're going to be talking about in two weeks, The Sober Truth, uh, Beacon Press sent me a copy, and there's like a page just about, uh, I'm going to read this part here. It's a really, really good piece that they sent out with the book. I think that Stanton should have something like this go out with his book. All right. Um, let's see, where, could, where can I start here? Dodies reminds readers that although AA publicly claims a secular, even scientific approach, I was like, they do? Oh, Lord, they are certainly not that. Most of the organization's treatment consists of non-professional peer meetings, prayer, proselytizing about the program. The 12 steps, which include acknowledging one's lack of sanity, in quotes, humbly seeking forgiveness for one's moral failings, and acknowledging one's character defects, he notes, were taken directly from the Oxford Group, a fundamentalist religious organization founded in the early 20th century and seem almost designed to exacerbate feelings of humiliation. Wow, what a great couple of sentences there. Adherence to the 12th step, which urges members to spread the word about the recovery and the organization, actually creates a classic sampling error Right, studies, because most of us hear only from the people who succeeded in the program, it is natural to conclude that they represent the whole. He also criticizes the program's claim that those who fail have simply not followed the path thoroughly enough. In other words, he observes, the program doesn't fail, you fail. Wow. Um, that's just one little paragraph. They, and it's like they send like two pages Lance Dodies, who now lives in Southern California, has been treating people for addictions for more than three decades. He is training and supervising analyst emeritus with Boston Psychoanalytical Society and Institute, recently retired assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. He is also the author of The Heart of Addiction and Breaking Addiction, and uh, he has been interviewed numerous times on radio, TV, and serves as an expert commenter, com commentator on addictions for CNN headline news. Yay! We're going to have somebody great on soon. And Zachary Dodies is a freelance writer. He co-wrote it, based in Southern California. He earned a BA from Yale University and an MFA from the University of Southern California. So I'm really excited about this. And... Uh, if anybody wants to call in, if anybody's having a problem, anybody's had this situation happen to them about being coerced or your doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, uh, a pilot, call into 
818-475-9211. Let's see what powerful. Powerful is the only one in their writing. Hey there, girl. Let's see. Um, she wrote, I have a glass of red wine and have now occasionally for years, and I am fine. You rock, powerful. Thank you so much for coming in and listening. No one is powerless unless sat upon. Yeah, you know what? I was really thinking about this, that, uh, and this is really Ken Anderson's thinking that has really got into my brain. You know, um, what if people want to call it a disease, which it's not, uh, that you have to get in your car and you have to, you know, drive down to a store and to go into the store and you have to pick out some alcohol got to pay for the alcohol you got to get back in your car you got to drive back home you got to get into your house you got to go into the house you got to open the bottle you got to sit down you got to pour it into the glass and then you have to put it you or me we have to put it in your mouth now what disease do you have to do that for i mean there's nothing there's no disease and i think it's really mean to compare mean i don't think that's the right word maybe but to compare uh where's the one thing that he wrote it's really good this is right out of the sober truth he writes here the question of prognosis is far easier to answer in the rest of medicine disease is usually a binary system either you've got it or you don't pneumonia got it or you don't hiv got it or you don't multiple sclerosis polio emphysema all of these are yes or no propositions, but alcoholism is not, in fact, a disease. It is a behavior or perhaps a, co- a collection of behaviors. And because nobody can say for sure whether a behavior has ever been eliminated for good without a crystal ball, we must first establish a baseline definition of what success looks like in the treatment of addiction. I'll propose the simple definition. A treatment for alcoholism may be called successful if an individual no longer drinks in a way that is harmful in his or her life. Well, that's pretty good. That's like a healthy way. But in AA, it's, you know, it's not. It's just a fantastic book. And I don't think we have anybody calling in. I have, um, let me see, where is my phone? 818-475-9211. I'll tell you what I am. Let me see what happened to yeah, just call in and uh, tell us what's on your mind. Um, there was a session recently I went to where uh, in an AA conference, the people got to say what's on their mind, and I got to go and tell them what was on my mind and about sexual predatory behavior and the court ordering of violent offenders and sex offenders to AA meetings. So we have that happening, and I want to bring up, let me see if I can bring this up and not, uh, this would have to be all of the, the God references. And so this is what, uh, let me see, chapters 1 through 5. Um, it's opening up right now. I think last week I did like 1, 2, and 3, and 4, right? Uh, did I do, I think I did chapter 4. Okay, so if I begin, oh man, where did, I, I picked up the wrong one. Uh, chapter 7, um, oh, I'm, I can't find it now, let's see, here it is, here we go, uh, I'm not going to read the family afterward, that is so boring, 
a vision for you. Oh, my God, this is, like, really filled with stuff. Okay, let's just do this one. A vision for you. This is on page 151, and this is for all of you who are listening. If you have any problems with the courts and anybody coercing you to go, and somebody uh, tells you that spiritual and not religious, first of all, you can say to them, yes, it is. 25 states and courts have already deemed AA, in quotes, highly religious, and that it's against your First Amendment, the Establishment Clause, the separation of church and state, where you, you should not be uh, coerced to attend AA, no matter what. Like, it's like, no, I can go to Smart Recovery, I can go see an addiction um, psychiatrist, therapist, and do treatment like that. But they're saying in that you have, to att- you have to go see these special sponsor kind of guys uh, for pilots, and they're all steppers. Well, that needs to be exposed. Here we go. For the people who think AA is not religious, we have pulled them out of the first 164 pages. This is chapter uh, A Vision for You. The age of miracles is still with us. He would phone a clergyman. His sanity returned, and he thanked God, selecting a church at random from the directory. He stepped into a booth and lifted receiver. He called to the clergyman, blah, 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 blah. Um, a spiritual experience, he conceded, was absolutely necessary. Okay, let's, let's read that one more time. A spiritual experience, he conceded, was absolutely necessary, but the price seemed high upon the basis suggested. He saw that he would have to face his problems squarely, that God might give him his mastery. Both saw that they must keep spirituality active. The use of spiritual principles in such cases was not so well understood as it is now. Well, maybe that's because Bill was like, you know, stooping every newcomer and making up like fake businesses that he didn't that didn't really exist and selling stock for them. You know what I mean? Or saying that he wrote the big book with a group of people and then he kept all of the the rights to the book himself. Mm. Okay. God ought to be able to do anything. On the third day, the lawyer uh, had his life to this... uh, What does it say here? This is really weird. On the third day, the lawyer had his life to the care of in the direction of his creator, and he said he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. Okay, now he's willing to do anything, and I guess this includes to have a spiritual... um, awakening of the AA variety. He had begun to have a spiritual experience, but he found God, and in finding God, he found himself. Hmm. The way you fellows put the spiritual stuff makes sense, he said. They experienced a few distressing failures, but in those cases, they made an effort to bring the man's family into the spiritual way of living. Oh, now they went after their family. Maybe that's when they started calling it a family disease. And like, when is somebody else's beverage drinking a family disease. Your family's beverage drinking or somebody's beverage drinking is going to make it a family disease. That is so messed up. Okay. Oh God, it's so crazy. Um, let's see where it says. Um, let's see. He said, okay, uh, interested in the spiritual way of living, um, thus reliving much worry and suffering. In addition to these casual get-togethers, it became customary to set one night a week for a meeting to be attended by anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. So even, I mean, back then they went once a week. Crap of sending people to 90 meetings in 90 days or court ordering. I've even heard, I've heard it. Three or four days a week I've been told by people. They were told by a judge. And even back then, these 
Bob, these people lived lives. They didn't go to meetings three or four nights a week. They just didn't do it. Oh, here's the next, a really good line here. They have seen miracles as one was to come to them. They had envisioned the great reality, the loving and all-powerful creator um, being wrecked in the same vessel. Now, I'm reading it. I'm not reading every line because what we did is pulled out, you know, uh, there's some full lines here with every reference to God, creator, spiritual, higher power, anything that we know they're talking about God. Being wrecked in the same vessel, being stored and united under one God, with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others, the things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls, understanding our work. He can do this with an eye to selecting those who are willing and able to... Wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait a second. What did that just say? Understanding our work. He can do this, and an eye to selecting those who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. Whoa, they're saying that some people, this is where they, you know that attitude, like, you know, we're, we're a little different. We're like special because we're sober. We're like, you know, I'm, I'm better than you, Normie. That fucking attitude, oh, I want to just like smack them one. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, you're not better. You're not better than some normal, nice 25-year-old who is actually, she's like normal, and you're not. Like, you're fucked up because you're like, you think you're better because somebody's been abstinent for like a number of years. Like, who cares? Who cares? And first of all, you're not better because of that, because you don't drink. In fact, you, you look like you need a drink. Go have a drink. Ugh, it's really, they're nasty, but look at this. It comes out of this right there that they are special. Um... Wow, I lost my place now. Uh, being That's what happens when you go on a rant, and I, that was clearly a rant, but um, it comes from a very recent experience with somebody. Um, all right, let's see. I found my place. So I'm going to repeat it. Understanding our work, he can do this with an eye to selecting those who are willing and able to recover on a spiritual basis. God will determine that. Oh, shit. Now they're saying that God is handpicking those who are going to make it and those who are not going to make it. That is fucking crazy. I mean, you know, I was in AA a long time and I was a stepper and I was a big book thumper and I went to, you know, probably, you know, at least a decade of big book study meetings. Not, not all the years I was there, but man, I did not see this stuff like this. Okay. God will determine that. So you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him. Hmm. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. Oh, really? God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is too sick. Um, see to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This Now, I've got to say, if you don't know this, this is read at the end of every meeting now, I think, in, at least in Southern California. This is called the vision for you, and they read this shit at the end of every meeting. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God. Wow, it really sounds like evangelical to me, right? A God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Now, we're, you know, we're going to just lay it out there, everybody, right, like the Oxford Movement taught them. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, 
Oh, really? The spirit where the rapists are coming and the 13-steppers and the bitchy women, old-timers, are telling you what's your part in it when you've been harmed or been victimized? I don't think so. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. God will determine that, so you must... Oh, okay, so I'm going to stop here because I, I had asked her to pull out the musts, and so in the very end... It says, God will determine that you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him. Not yourself, not her, not, you know, on him. It's like, wow. That's, I mean, okay, so I'm reading that like I read it, not for the first time, because the ending part was always read, where they start in with the, uh, the very, very end part of Vision for You. But let me tell you, there is stuff in there that I have never seen and never noticed. And there's my doggy barking in the background. Blue, shush, blue. Anyway, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I am here with you on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Monica Richardson. This is called Safe Recovery. You can listen to this for free on iTunes. You can download it off of here onto your iPod, onto your computer, and then listen later on your on your phone, on your um, did I say this iPhone? What's the on your Android, on your BlackBerry if you're really dated, and if you want to listen to it on your Walkman, <laughs> then you could like always record it on a tape and then put it in your Walkman, old-fashioned. Uh, anyway, I just I don't know where I went there, but um, so welcome everybody. We have a few people in the chat room sitting in there anonymously. I have no idea who you are. Welcome, eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven. Wow, you know that reading that stuff is just if you're you know people who know that AA is highly religious, the courts do twenty five of them, and it's going to be the rest of them eventually. Uh, holding hands and praying, saying the Lord's Prayer at the end of every meeting, starting the beginning of every meeting, saying the serenity prayer. Uh, you know, they need to just delete it. They need to stop doing it. But that's not my job. I don't care anymore. I don't care about changing that. What I care about is safety and making it so that it's a law that they can't court order a sex offender or a violent offender to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. If they want to create special meetings downtown in each city, then they can send those guys there, but you can't sentence them, and you can't sentence a normal citizen. But the problem is, is that a lot of people, when they get a DUI, so this is what this is a little trick bullshit that they've done here in Los Angeles. If you get a DUI, you go onto the website after they give it to you. I haven't gotten one, but I know people who have. And then you you have to take these classes, and on the website, see they took it away, and it says you have to attend. Um, self-help groups, it's like, oh, oh really, uh, for drinking a beverage and uh, having a traffic ticket, I have to go to a, a support group, a, a layperson, like an unprofessional bullshit kind of group where there's going to be fucking knuckleheads like Tom, Dick, and Harry and Bullshit Mary and these people who are abusive, like what I'll Be Free had to go on in, in Detroit and you know what uh, Julie had to go through in Colorado and what Darlene had to go through in Ohio. I mean, that kind of bullshit that where another woman tells another woman what's your part in it or it's your fault is like, you know, people really need to be empowered. And I can't believe the kind of stuff that is going on. It is just, 
to me, it's just crazy. So, again, we're back on topic, DUI, pilots, doctors, nurses, lawyers, how you can stop a coercion. Um, I was just telling everybody that uh, this has been going, how long has it been going on? Well, I was shown by somebody in Ohio that it happened back in 1973, I'm sorry, 1973, where a pedophile was court-ordered to Alcoholics Anonymous. I saw the court documents. Uh, for he didn't even have a drinking problem. So, like, what are they thinking? Like, oh, well, you know, he's a, well, let's send him there. No, 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 no. You don't get to send them there. That w- People need to know. People need to be outraged. And if you have been assaulted, if you have been raped, if you have been 13-stepped and you want to talk and you want to talk to a, a national reporter, even besides me, you give me a call at, or email me at makeaasafer at gmail.com because there's a big story that's going to come out. And um, this is no longer going to be just Monica Richardson's story and Monica's film. I know there's another gentleman I spoke to a couple of days ago who is making a film. His film is very close to being done, and he is also taking on um, the rehab industry and AA and, uh, and rehab and treatment. Back to the pilot thing. Here we go. I'm on Birds of a Feather International. This sucker started it back in 1975. Doesn't surprise me. Um, let me see. More about Birds of a Feather in its beginnings excerpt from an address given on behalf of Birds of a Feather and the Alcohol Awareness Hour um, back in 1978 by Ward B. That's that's exactly when I remember Harry Lake starting the EAP program at Pan American. Um, A clinical diagnosis of alcoholism or a history of excessive drinking habits disqualifies an aviator from holding the FAA medical certificate, which permits him to work as an airman. Thus, an aviator having a problem with alcohol whose condition became known was automatically grounded. BOAF was formed in 1975 to assist troubled airmen to sobriety. That means like AA, like coercion, thereby saving lives and careers. It was formed by three recovered pilots and two non-pilot airmen in the Pacific Northwest. In 1976, the federal air surgeon H.L. Reichard, I don't know how to say that, a very perceptive and realistic practitioner, believed that air safety is to be enhanced by assisting airmen to recovery and telling them that they're powerless and that they need to turn their... No, it doesn't say that other part. I'm just kidding. But it says, um, assisted airmen to recovery rather than having them remain in the closet along with their booze. Uh, There are now 10... Birds of a Feather organizations, let me go throw up for a second here, Ah, okay, in the U.S. and two international, BOAF has done exactly as the founders had hoped, assisting airmen towards sobriety. Well, maybe they don't want to go towards your sobriety. Uh, This is really, uh, let's see, what's current notices? Let's see what's going on with them. Wow. Wow. At 2010, the Birds of a Feather Pilots Forum audio presentation from the 75th A International Convention in San Antonio, Texas. So they put a pilot story there who's completely brainwashed by AA, I guess. The schedule of the 214 Birds of a Feather International Convention in San Diego has been posted on the convention page. Click here. Hmm. I guess we could go protest that. Wow. Wow, the Houston Nest has changed it. There's a meeting in Houston, um, in Hong Kong, Milwaukee, in Winnipeg, in St. Louis. Yikes. Um, Send donations, really. Why would you want to send donations to you guys? 
Okay, let's go see when this is going to happen. This POAF is going to happen October 2nd through the 5th at San Diego Town & Country Resort Hotel. Oh, where I just was for PRASA. I guess they have lots of AA. What is my doggy doing? Oh, my doggy. He should be quiet. Um... My family's supposed to be keeping him quiet right now, but they're not doing it. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, on this website following this bullshit conference. I wonder how many people are going to show up for this. Kind of interesting. I think I'm going to find out how many people are going to be there. All righty. So we are coming to the end of the show. Um, We have somebody in the queue, and I'm going to see who this is. Hi, Carly. You want to talk? Hey, Monica. It's Laura Tompkins. How are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. It's great to hear your show. Um, I think I told you this before, but I wanted to tell you on the show that uh, when I was in grad school at Hazelden, they have a contract with United Airlines. So if any pilot or captain tests negative for a alcohol or drug test, they are automatically sent to Hazelden for 30 days. Wow. How much is that? Oh, well, I mean, when I was there, it was less, but, you know, it's probably at least 40 grand a pop for each one of them. (laughs) When I use United Airlines, I get on the plane, and I look in the cockpit just to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) What are you you making sure of? Making sure that the person's not totally fucking intoxicated, or or if I recognize them, it's like, all right, that's it, I'm not going on this plane, because they're, you know, probably a stepper at that point. Oh, and also, my fiancé is a lawyer, and, you know, they have continuing education classes that they have to do, and you can do them online, just like a counselor um, Mm -hmm. does. And recently, he was working on um, his continuing education units, and the guy who was teaching the class said that people are mandated when they get DUIs to 12-step groups. And he said, and I heard it because he was playing it out loud, he said the only reason why they do this is so that insurance companies will pay for the rehab. Mm. Mm-hmm. So people wow. are starting to tell lawyers in their, you know, continuing education that, you know, that this is happening. They're starting to tell people that. And my fiancé was like, holy crap, really? Wow. Yeah, so, you know, wow. so, so they are slowly starting to tell the lawyers, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that they're going to take cases. But it is, it is changing. And, you know, the whole DUI thing, I mean, you know, even if someone does have a criminal past or they've been diagnosed, they've probably been diagnosed by somebody who has no business diagnosing them because they're a glorified sponsor who, you know, went to grad school somewhere to get a degree in counseling. Um, they still should not be mandated to go to attend a religion. Right. No matter what. No, no. matter what their criminal past no, is. Not, right? that, like, okay, at least let's have it be a religion where you have a trained theologian. Like, they have to go to school for seven years to become a priest. So, no, yeah, like, no, but yeah, 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 now we have a religion, right? Like you said, a religious pod of layperson, like, you know, knuckleheads. I just yeah. love using that word. I mean, I know there's <laughs> nice people there because I just saw a couple. But, you know, there's a lot of knuckle. It's like, the wow. I mean, I just, this has been like a new hole, like a rabbit hole. I feel like I'm Alice in Wonderland. And now I've, I thought I had like these big topics and I was just like moving along making the film. 
And then I feel like I saw this thing and I was like, whoa, oh, that's a really deep hole. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, was, and, you know, and it never ends. And also, Alice in Wonderland was, you know, she was allowed to take LSD. If you're sober, according to the 12-step groups, you can't even enjoy, you know, you can't even enjoy a drink ever again in your life. So, you know, at least Alice was, you know, having some fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I, I was just on here. Maybe we could go protest outside this convention. I'd love it's to. in San Diego. I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get radical here soon. I'll be giving you a call because we'll be doing some work outside the, at the courthouse. I'm, I might get a little megaphone and, um, you, you know, really warn people. Because like, you can't actually give out pamphlets right in front of the courthouse, but you can be across the street. Because I know a guy who was doing it in Arizona, in Phoenix. Really, he had mm. a big bust who said, Alcoholics Anonymous is dangerous. <laughs> so awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, my I mean, gosh. more and more people are waking up, you know, to the truth about it. And, I, you know, I've said this before. The one thing that, that Bob and Bill showed never could never, ever anticipate was the Internet and blog talk radio and, you know, all of the ways that we can communicate. So, fuck you, Bill and Bob. Oh, God. Thank you for calling in. I love you. Bye. I love you, too. Bye. Thank you for that. Yeah, wow, sure. that was uh, Laura Tompkins just called in. Wow. You know, it is really, to me, uh, this burns of a feather thing. I am really, um, I am really... <laughs> I'm, I'm getting tweaked. I'm not going to get tweaked about this because it is such a big story how uh, immersed it is, and we want to help people. And I think that once the different the two films come out, and it's really going to be three films: uh, Claudia Christian's film, uh, One Little Pill about the use of naltrexone, and that would mean the use of um, moderation that you should be able to drink and moderate. And that's we hope we're going to change that whole prohibitionistic all or nothing, you know, abstinence-based model that has been going on since AA. And it's like Prohibition ended in 33, and then AA got founded in 35, and this stupid book came out in 39, and they just cooked. We're going to reinvent the temperance movement. And, you know, Rockefeller, which I didn't know, and Rockefeller did help him. He, may, he gave him some money. And the, the folklore in AA is that, you know, oh, he turned him down, didn't give him money. But he did. He loaned him money to print that book in the beginning but he gave him access to all, along with Marty Mann, all of this top high society people that he was connected with, which I think I've said before, you know, Henry Ford and the head of Coca-Cola, and then, you know, Marty Mann with her lesbian friends with, you know, they were all publishers and they were very close and very quiet about that back then because back then if you were a lesbian or a gay, you were considered to be sick you know, and um, there was terrible things done to them. So they had a very close network. And she got him into, you know, those publications where they promoted him, and she was a genius, brilliant PR woman. And I am convinced now, knowing the history of her, that AA would be a tiny, tiny thing uh, without Marty Mann. And they, uh, but, you know, here's the other part about Rockefeller that I didn't know and was I was reading an article in the um, – a magazine that I got from one of the big art museums in New York, and it talked about that they, you know, he was a teetotaler, and so was his father, and he was from Ohio, so he was really into promoting this, you know, group about abstinence. It was like, 
It was he was very passionate about it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to lend you the money, but get the flock out of here. I don't want to talk to you. He was like, oh, well, let me help you. I can introduce you to the very expensive and you know smart lawyers to set up your program so that nobody can ever sue you and all this other bullshit. Whatever else went on there, I don't know, but I do know that some of the what I just said is true and the history, and that it's deep. And maybe there needs to be another film or maybe, you know, somebody that is uh, not me could take on this story because, uh, quite frankly, I'm sick of it all. It's really horrible. It is really entrenched and it needs to stop. But I do think getting back to pilots and doctors and lawyers and, and Indians and, you know, anybody that's coerced, if you're a professional and you have money, you need to link together and hook up with and, and talk to each other and really fight back on this. This has to stop. And I would gladly be somebody who would like to help you. And you know I'm making a film called The 13th Step. And it should be finished by June. That's my goal. I think mid-June, end of June. <laughs> and um, let's see. If you've been harmed in any way, you want to talk to me, you can call me at... Uh, what's the number on the back of this thing? Here we go. 323 413 7233. That's 323-413-7233. Leave an anonymous tip. Leave your story. If you want me to call you back, you can do it there. This is a Google voicemail that will leave me leave in my Gmail account. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of things. One is, is that things are changing and that AA is shrinking internally. It really is. I'm doing some inside work and I see it. And there's no young people getting involved in general service, uh, they're just, they're not there. They're not doing it. And uh, New York is not changing. They think their book is, you know, untouchable and they shouldn't change it. And young people are not reading it. And things are, so even if you send people, so this is what happens, you, even if you coerce people there, and this, unfortunately, is really, I'm not focusing it so much on the, uh, the pilots and such, but I will get back to that before I end the show today. If you coerce normal citizens when they get a DUI, you get you get there and you go, oh my God, holy shit, and you go home and you put into Google, is AA dangerous? Is AA creepy? Um, uh, there's sexual predators in AA. You have all the blogs that are going to show up, and you're going to be able to find the truth, and you're going to not go there, and then you're going to find to put in alternatives to Alcoholics Anonymous. You're going to find about smart recovery, moderation management. You're going to find about Stanton Peel's The Perfect Program. It's a new book. Uh, harm reduction with Ken Anderson. Uh, who did I leave that? SOS. Uh, you know, and you're going to find that you have other options. And then from there, um, you know, you're if all the good people are leaving and going out to only these small, you know, very quick, you know, small meetings that are held at people's homes, when they go to the meeting, they're not going back. They're not going to go back. And and then you have, you know, these professional men, medicine, doctors, lawyers, pilots, nursing, uh, psychiatrists, I guess, even, therapists. You know, and here's the other thing. There was a period where therapists did not recommend people to go to AA. They did not. And a lot of people in the 70s that I knew, they all got involved. They became social workers. They became therapists, MFCCs. And you have a lot of steppers in those fields, and they became probation officers. And so um, there's a lot of work to be done, but um, it's all possible because though this work is for the higher good for everybody, 
And, you know, when, when someone does the higher, the good work for the higher good for humanity, things move forward. Because, I mean, hey, if I don't believe that, why would I waste my time? You know what I mean? And so I have to believe that. And I do believe it because things, you know, that thing with synchronicity, when things sort of, you know, you get an inspiration, you, you start towards something and you do it, and then something else comes and, and confirms that. That's what's happened with me with the pilots lately. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, if you're out there, uh, and uh, we can change it. And, I mean, I don't know uh, how long it's going to take, but I know that if we, get to, if we come together and build a strategy that we can replicate what AA did and, and make those other options more, you know, bigger and stronger and get grant money for them so that they can, you know, have resources that AA has and pay people to do some of the work that needs to be done. And just know that you're not alone and um, that there are these other choices. Uh, so, again, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight on Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. Oh, there's somebody in the thing here. Hi there, caller. May I have your name, please? Hello. It's me, Miss Akron, Ohio. Oh, hi Darlene. there, Darlene. But you call, I, just, hi, I didn't see you were in there, Q. We have like three yeah. minutes. What do you want to say? That's okay. Really? I just wanted to let um, anyone that's listening know that gets a court order that a lot of times your probation officer is in the program. Mine was. Unfortunately, I didn't find that out till the end. Um, it was just a horrible experience, and definitely speak with your lawyer about it. Your lawyer may suggest it to you um, to keep yourself out of trouble, but, you know, there's help out there. You do not have to go. I'm doing a lot of research here, and anyone that's listening that would like my number, it's 330 Three one three three, and I can help you with the court orders here in, in Akron, Ohio. Say, say your and number I, again. Three three zero three four eight three one three three. And at the current time, there's a lot of um, the courts are pretty embedded with the Alcoholics Anonymous program, but that doesn't mean we can't get around it because it is definitely, as Monica stated, against your constitutional rights. And we're in the process of getting attorneys that will work with you. And thanks. Oh wow! Thank you for calling Great in. Job. I'm so glad no I, I was on the other on one of my other tags. I mean, one of my other pages, and I didn't see that you were in. I'm so glad I, I pushed back in there. I didn't know how to do it, and then my daughter said, "Use your regular telephone and call." Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I can't wait to see you. Are you still coming out? Um. Yes, I am. Okay. Just been trying to do my part here, and I got a few other things I got to take care of health-wise. But just being able to know that you're doing this, Monica, you're blessing the many people around here. My young daughter's friend um, got pulled over um, for a DUI, and she was put into the room. So there's a lot of young people going into the room. So we can get into that later because your show's about to end. But. Um, all of us pulling together, things are going to change. Okay. Thank you so much, Darlene. We'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye, sweetie. Thanks so much for calling in. Okay. So, wow, I'm glad I took that call. I'm so glad I took her call. And that's uh, Darlene in Ohio. And uh, someone else just put a link. Again, I just want to finish up. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to do a show 
uh, man, I don't know which. I'm so confused. I'm trying to do so many things here. But um, definitely join me next week for a blog talk radio, Safe Recovery. Remember that you can listen free always uh, on your iPod, uh, on iTunes. Get it free. Download it. Share it everywhere. Next week I'm going to do How I Healed Myself While I Was in AA with Other Books and Therapy. I want to talk about you know, why I am the way I am, and it was not because of AA. Uh, and then Lance Dodies is going to be on the week after that, on the 25th, and then we're going to continue. Good night, everybody. Again, I'm Monica Richardson uh, for Safe Recovery. See you again next week.